Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, how well do you know the Holy Spirit? How clearly do you hear his voice? How real is he in your everyday life? Becky Thompson, best-selling author and creator of the Midnight Mom devotional community, gathering more than 1 million moms in nightly prayer, is inviting us into a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. In her new book, God So Close, she scripturally unpacks who he is and how he moves in and through the life of a believer. She lives in Oklahoma with her husband, Jared, and their three children, and she is joining us here today on the Make Life Matter podcast. Welcome, Becky. I'm so honored and excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me on, Angela. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Well, I loved your book, loved it, and uh, I want to dive right in in just a minute, but I want to talk for a moment. You've really become the voice of modern Christian motherhood, and you're speaking to the struggle that so many moms are facing of balancing the life of a mother, a wife, a daughter of God. So share your heart behind the Midnight Mom devotional community, especially for any women and moms that are leaning in for this conversation today. Absolutely. Well, um, I was lost in the story of my own life. I guess that's the first sentence of uh, how my story begins on paper. I was lost in the story of my own life. I was raising little babies and just felt overlooked in my own schedule. I didn't have any room or space for myself. And I began a blog and started writing about what I was experiencing. And a whole lot of women said, us too. And um, as the women began to gather and I created a place on Facebook for us to sort of chat through the things that were happening. I noticed that I was up often in the middle of the night and Mm. it felt even more lonely than the day. While I was isolated just with my little kids during the day, the night felt even more isolating because I couldn't, you know, I didn't even have the company of, of my children or, you know, their little voices or, um, but I, but I was awake and I was still needed. Mm. And so I went to the Facebook page that I had already created in this community of women that had already gathered. And I just said, is anybody awake? Is anybody <laughs> awake out there? Anybody else going through whatever it is? And I created what was called the midnight mom check-in hashtag mm. midnight mom check-in and women would post in the comments of this post just really why they were awake. And it was women in all seasons of life. It wasn't just newborn moms. It was moms Mm -hmm. of worrying. It was moms working through the night. It was moms doing all sorts of different things. And so this community of women who met in the middle of the night grew and needed a place of its own. And the Lord put on my heart that these women were looking for truth in the middle of the night, almost like Nicodemus in scripture who came to Jesus and said, I have questions. And God said, well, I have answers. And so I created this devotion, um, nightly devotion, and then women would ask for prayer in the comments. And the deal was, if you ask for prayer, please pray for the person above you who's commented as well. So they know that they're seen and loved. Mm. And that movement grew to the point where I couldn't just answer all the comments on my own. And I brought my own mom 
and to help me. Oh, I love that. Isn't it wonderful? And yeah. then from there, we um, just started focusing on one nightly need. So rather than have all of the comments of all the different prayer requests, thousands and thousands that we might not be able to get to, we said, you know what, tonight we dedicate a specific devotion and prayer for the mama who's facing this. And the next night we'll pray for the mom facing this. And so we've gathered 1.6 million moms now, um, Mm. in the last few years. And it's just this beautiful, vibrant community of women who know that God meets us at all hours of the day. And he is with us and for us. Oh, I love that Becky. I love the fact that you saw that need, you sensed it. And it was birthed out of the, the craving, the longing in your own heart. And not only did you create something that would move you forward, but to, to love on these women, so many moms, my husband, and I have pastored for almost 30 years. And, and as a pastor's wife, I've heard it over and over. How do we balance? How do we balance? How do we balance? Rebecca Lyons talks a lot about rather than focusing so much on balance, but how do we live and live in rhythm and just not feel so off kilter. So, and I still talk to women, even that are older, Becky, that struggle with insomnia, or they're, they're, like you said, they're grieving. There could be so many different reasons. Uh, you thought of Nicodemus when you were talking, I thought of that story where, um, Paul and Silas are looking for a place to pray. And it says it's about midnight and they end up getting thrown into prison. And that became a place that they encountered God and the prison doors open and, you know, miraculous story that took place, but you know, God doesn't sleep. He's awake. He's aware. He sees us. He knows us. So before we dive into the book, are, is that still active? Can people join that? Can women who maybe right now they're saying, oh my goodness, I want to be a part of that. Where would you like for them to go to, to see that? Sure. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, okay. you can just search for midnight mom devotional. And Facebook is where we have the 1.6 million women gathered. And every night there's a new prayer posted for a woman in a particular season and situation of life. And um, actually in 2020, we released the book. So the Midnight Mom Devotional book, which is 365 prayers. But for women who want to join that community, we would love for you to come and pray with us there. And I think I saw you have a Midnight Dad book as well. Is that right? Talk about that for just a second. Yeah. 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 So, um, we began getting a lot of feedback. What about the dads? Dads are going Mm. through these things too. And it was so interesting because we had already begun praying about this. And my dad's also a pastor and, um, and ministered for most of my life. And, uh, he was just the right fit. We just said, dad, you're in, (laughs) you're up, up to bat. And so he took on creating the midnight dad devotional Facebook page as well. I think his community is over 200,000 now of praying dads, which is remarkable. And, um, released the midnight dad devotional that we co-wrote in 2021. So it's just, we love having these resources for parents who need to know that God sees them in the middle of whatever they're going through. And, and not just that God sees them. I think a lot of the beauty of these communities is that they feel when, when a visitor comes to one of these pages, they immediately see, well, I am not the only one that's facing Mm -hmm. this. I'm not the only one going through this struggle. And there's so much healing and hope in that moment, when we see I'm not alone, That's I have right. a God and I have community. That's so great. And we're coming up on mother's day and father's day. So what a wonderful gift for the dad, your own dad, your own father, or another father, a spiritual father, midnight mom, midnight dad devotional. So thank you, Becky, for just your voice in our generation. So needed. And speaking of such a needed resource, I loved God. So close. Let's talk about it today because you live a life that's awakened to the spirit 
And that's the encouragement you're offering us is that we can live that same kind of life. And I've talked with Junie Cunyon here on the podcast, some other guests about the power of the Holy Spirit. But even as I say that, I'm aware that I even grew up thinking about him as the power of or fire. We kind of associate him with his, with his, what he does and what he offers and not with him as a person. And so this conversation is so needed. It's, it's so timely. And I want to just read a quote that you shared um, early on that I was impacted by. I believe we often unintentionally overlook God's spirit for one of two reasons. We're either so familiar with him that we forget about him or we're focused on everything else in our lives, or we overlook him because we don't fully understand who is in the room with us. Why do you think Becky, that there is so much hesitancy surrounding a relationship with the Holy spirit? You know, I've been asked this question a couple of times Mm -hmm. and each time I feel like the Holy spirit sort of reveals to me a different area of hesitancy that the church as a whole, um, has with the Holy spirit. But in this case today, I feel like the the reason there is so much hesitancy is because we've been warned Mm. from within the church, from within certain, um, divisions or streams or groups, um, that there is a wrong way to approach the Holy spirit. Mm. And I'm not sure there is as much warning about Jesus or about the father. Mm. You know, I don't, there aren't entire groups devoted to making sure that we don't interact with Jesus in an incorrect way, that he has a proper place in the service, that he is spoken of, you know, decently and in order, but Mm. there is this language that surrounds the Holy spirit. And I do truly believe that this is done out of, in a lot of cases, love, the desire to make sure that we approach God um, correctly, that we approach a relationship with God in a way that scripture outlines, that we're Mm -hmm. not doing something or creating something that God didn't first ordain. And so because of our, you know, human desire to make sure we don't do anything wrong, that we don't think the wrong way or feel the wrong way or experience something that isn't from the spirit of God himself. Mm. We almost just shut off this whole area of teaching or understanding because, well, the best way to make sure I don't get it wrong is to not approach it at all. Mm, Right. Good. Yeah. But unfortunately the truth is we only know Jesus as well as we know the spirit. We only have a relationship with Jesus uh, as deeply as we do through the work of the Holy Spirit. We can do nothing for God apart from God. Mm. And that includes hearing from him and interacting with him. We need spirit taught words to engage with spiritual realities. Right. And so I think when we sort of pull back the veil and we go, oh, it's the spirit of God. It's the same spirit who is within Jesus, this good, Mm. kind, loving spirit who is a person who has a mind and a will and emotions, who isn't just wind or fire, but is a person without the confines of flesh who can come and be with me, who can teach me as I read the word of God, 
who Mm -hmm. drew me into a relationship with God in the first place. This is the spirit of God at work in my life. This is the spirit I'm called to know. So when we pull back the veil and we go, oh, I have already begun a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If I know Jesus, I've already begun a relationship with the Spirit of God. Then then what is keeping me from going deeper or learning more or kind of pushing aside the hesitancy and saying, God, I just want to know you in your fullness as your word outlines. I don't want other people to tell me who you are. I just want to know you for myself. I feel like that that is the invitation in God so close, but I also feel like that is the call to the daughters of God in this hour. Mm, I love that, Becky. It was so well said and well-framed and you're, you're kind in, in sharing that you feel like so often it is love that motivates people to be concerned. And there, but there is also some fear. There's also some marginalization. There's also that kind of mystery that sometimes surrounds the Holy spirit. And so what we, what we feel afraid of, or what we don't understand, we can also pull back, you know, sometimes, like you said, out of just misunderstanding, sometimes sadly, even out of an intent to keep him at arm's length. But, you know, the Bible says a couple of key things. Number one, when we come to Christ, we accept Jesus as our savior. It's the Holy spirit that takes up residence as us. I remember as a little girl, Becky praying, Jesus, will you come into my heart? But that's not really who comes into our heart. I mean, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father. His work is done. In fact, he even said to the disciples, listen, if I don't go, then it's better for you that I leave because then the Holy Spirit will come. And so that's a profound insight for us to wrap our heads around, to know that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be, um, we don't have to marginalize the Holy Spirit. We can invite Mm -hmm. him in to be integrated into every single component of of our life. And I was raised in a particular um, stream of denomination that was very open to the Holy spirit, but I know that's not the case for everyone. That's why I'm, I'm so grateful that you're, you're having these conversations are so needed. He, the Holy spirit is no less God. He's co-equal father, son, and Holy spirit. I think we think of this totem pole and somehow he's mm-hmm. the bottom on the totem pole. And so rewriting this narrative, that's man-made, it's a man-made construct. It's a man-made conversation. It's not biblical. Thank you, Becky, for leading. So for someone who's listening and saying, okay, now you've really have me intrigued. How can we go into a deeper relationship through the Holy spirit? What would be a couple of practical things that you would encourage someone who maybe wasn't raised with a, with a clear understanding of who the Holy spirit is? Sure. Well, I feel like the very first thing we can do. Well, this isn't fair almost because I, I feel like in the book, I want to say, just get the book. Exactly. Go get the, the book. book. So I'll it's say like it. saying, can you summarize into a few sentences what you had to say in 50,000 words, but, exactly. but in, in, in honesty, the vet, the best place to start, the very best place to start is the word of God. Yeah. God explains exactly who he is in the word of God. What did Jesus say mm. about the spirit who filled him? If yeah. you can trust Jesus to save you, resurrect you to eternal life, surely you believe in the supernatural work of God already. Surely you believe that God is able to do more than you ask, think, or imagine, not just in your physical circumstances, but in your spiritual life as well. So Jesus has this conversation with the disciples beginning in John chapter 14. You can just read the book of John, but really around John chapter 14 through 16, he's giving really good teaching about this comforter, this helper, this advocate who's coming 
in his place. And Jesus says, I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How does Jesus come to us? He comes to us through the person and work of the Holy Spirit. So what did Jesus say in the word about the spirit is a great place to start. Um, Another thing is this. I think beginning a relationship really starts when we go, I think I can have a relationship. Mm. It's hard to have a relationship with an idea. It's hard to have a relationship with wind. It's hard to have a relationship with fire or all of these other things that the Holy Spirit is portrayed as throughout scripture. Um, uh, as examples of, of his power and his might, but without like, without the confines of flesh, it's hard to think it really is. It's, it's so mind boggling that the mm-hmm. spirit is a person that is knowable. And yeah. so I feel like that is the foundation of, of beginning a relationship. I'm actually leading a group of um, women right now through the book. And we begin the study with the Holy spirit is knowable. The Holy spirit mm-hmm. is a person without flesh. And I, I want to give this example, if you'll let me, because I think sure. a lot of us have, um, even if we've been raised in a spirit-filled church, you know, if we can say it like that, or even if we've known the spirit our whole lives, having this sort of different aspect of thinking of it really, I think, um, almost reignites this truth of, of knowing him as a person. So the way I explain it to my kids, the way I talk about it in the book is that we are spirits who live in bodies. Mm-hmm. I am a Becky Thompson spirit and I live in a Becky Thompson body. And when I pass from this earth and this physical form wears out, the truest form of myself, this spirit will be with Jesus in heaven. And I will get a new body in heaven that surrounds this, this spiritual self that I am. And if something happens to a part of my physical self, my hand or my foot or any other part of my body, I am no less me because me is wrapped in this flesh suit. Now, when we think about the Holy Spirit, we think of spirit only, but we have to remember if our spirits are the realest form of who we are, mm. then the spirit's self, the, the realest part of who he is, is his spirit. He just isn't wrapped in flesh to keep him in one place. Yeah. He is poured out on the earth there with you here with me. And he has a voice and he still has thoughts and he still has feelings and emotions. And mm. for those who are listening, going, I, I guess I never thought of him that way. I guess I would have been most comfortable calling the Holy Spirit and it, you know, as an idea or a thing. I believe the best way to begin the relationship today after you decide perhaps he is a he is to say, okay, well, I just want to know you more. Mm. I want to begin this conversation with you. Show me what I need to know. You're the one who's led me so far. So I trust you to lead me on from here. Mm, so good, Becky. So good. And the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. He points us to Jesus. So he's not going to steer us wrong. We don't have to be afraid of him. So, and I would just echo what she said, get the book. If you have, if you feel like you've had a relationship with the Holy Spirit your whole life, or this is a brand new concept for you, wherever you are on the spectrum, 
it is a, it's an invitation to go deeper, but she leads you. She literally, as we were chatting earlier, said, I, I, I want to take people by the hand and guide them. And that's exactly what this book is. It's a guide from the beginning toward going deeper. So whether you're sitting in a lounge chair on the beach and you've never put your toe in the water of understanding who the Holy Spirit is, or you are swimming in the deep end of the Holy Spirit, you will grow from this book. It will also help you to have a conversation with someone else and put language, maybe even to what you've always known, but maybe you haven't been able to clearly articulate it or even know a hundred percent why you feel. Maybe you've had a powerful encounter with the Holy spirit, but you don't have language for it. So God so close is going to really empower you in all of those different areas. So let's dive a little bit deeper, Becky. Um, I want to talk about spiritual gifts. And so that might be a new concept for some, but just like we would give gifts to those that we love, God gives us gifts through the Holy spirit, spiritual gifts available to us as believers. So maybe just mention what these gifts are. You don't have to list all of them, but why are they important? I loved an insight you brought out. And that is that they are tools and not toys. I think we can sometimes maybe go a little bit awry with the, with the gifts. So share a little bit about that for us. Well, I feel like, um, oh, I, I love the gifts of the spirit. And so depending on which group of people you're talking to, I just feel like it's important at the beginning to get us all on the same page is to say, we do possess gifts still today because we possess the gift of the spirit of God. Yes. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit, the gift, and he comes and then he brings all of these special giftings, these special gifts that he uses through us. He uses our hands and our mouth and our mind and our hearts to share his power and love with the world. And so these are gifts that are more like tools mm -hmm. and not toys. Yeah. And that's, that means we can't boast in what we have other than Jesus Christ as our savior and the Holy spirit as our gift. That's it. That's all we get to boast about is that he is with us and moving through us and everything else is just his glory. Everything mm -hmm. else is just for his honor and for lives to be touched. But there's this book. It's uh, the Chronicles of Narnia um, by C.S. Lewis, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. Yeah. And I'm sure this is familiar for a lot of listeners, but there's this moment where father Christmas comes and he gives these tools to the, uh, actually it's the three main characters at the time. And they are the rightful Kings and Queens of this land that is under the power of this Empress, this evil Empress. And they have come through the power of the lion. There's a lot of symbolism. If you've never yes, read the book, yes. okay. <laughs> um, and they're going to break the curse of winter and they're going to restore what was rightfully supposed to be. Mm. But in order to do this, Father Christmas comes and he gives each of them a tool and they look like gifts. Um, you know, for one, it's a cordial for healing. For another, uh, a horn and help will blow. Another, um, a sword. And, and I could go on and on, but in the book, these really represent the gifts of the spirit of God that are given by the Holy spirit. Who's, you know, symbolized in this story as father Christmas and the parallel in our lives is that father Christmas gives this warning. He says, these are tools and not toys. Mm -hmm. And in our own lives, you know, I've, I've seen these gifts, things like, Oh, prophecy or healing or mercy or service or all of these, you know, helping gifts and, and service gifts and prophetic gifts. And I look around at all of the ways that God is using sons and daughters to share the message and the gospel of Jesus through these encounters on the earth, through these gifts that he's given his sons and daughters. And I, I have had a moment in my life. I'm, 
I'm wondering if I'm speaking for anybody else where I've thought, I wish I could do that. Mm. I wish I had that gift. I wish I had the ability to, I wish the Holy Spirit would use me in that way. That one's cool. (laughs) Um, But the Holy Spirit, you know, God, God gives each of us gifts so that together, yeah. together as we all use our giftings together, you know, he does this amazing, miraculous thing. And, um, and through the gift, we get to know the Holy spirit in a new way. Mm. We get to partner with him in That's a new good. way. Yeah. And, um, and so it's not to us that the gifts are given. It's really through us that yes. the gifts are given. Um, I, I want to mention something. I think it's so, so important for those that are kind of hesitant going, well, I just, I can see how these were used in scripture, but I'm not so sure that they're still happening today. When Paul writes about the gifts uh, to the church in Rome and the church in Corinth, he never talks to them as if he doesn't know they possess the gifts. That's he right. writes to them from the perspective of, you know, the gifts that you have, here's the proper use for them. That's good. And so as this is included in scripture, and as we learn from this in our own lives, it's, it's almost as if God is saying, you know, those gifts you possess, Angela, you know, those gifts you possess, Becky, you know, those gifts you possess church, here's the proper use for them. Mm. And they are for the group as a whole. And when we come together with the gifts that the Holy spirit has given us, we have even more, um, power and authority and ability to impact the world around us. I know that was a long answer, but y'all, no, I just, <laughs> just need I mean, a minute to these say are not e- And they're not easy questions. I mean, we're basically, I'm, I'm wanting you to <laughs> unpack the entire person of the Holy spirit in 30 minutes, which is not going to happen. So, but I want them to have enough information to feel like if, if the person, the Holy spirit is new, what you kind of outlined is yes, he's knowable. Yes. He's a person. Yes, he's available to us, lives in us, and then he works through us. So kind of building blocks. Yes, he's for us and we can have a relationship, but it doesn't stop there. Then he uses you. And if we had hours and hours and hours, I still could not, I still could not share all the times I've seen the Holy Spirit work in my life and through my life. And there's just nothing like partnering with the Holy Spirit to accomplish what is on the heart of a father what is on the heart of Jesus, the Holy spirit carries out the work that is on the heart of the father. So why wouldn't we want to partner with him in those gifts? And if you haven't seen the Chronicles of Narnia, that's a wonderful scene and analogy. The whole book is great and the movies are great, but that's such a helpful analogy, Becky. I know I don't have a whole lot more time and I don't want to belabor, take too much of your time, but I want to have a couple more things. I just want to ask in case people are curious I know this has been the case for so many people that I've talked to, including some of my own family. You share about a time where your daughter expressed that this concern that she just didn't think God was speaking to her. She didn't hear God speak to her. And we don't have a lot of time to, to discuss whether or not God speaks in an audible voice. I have heard that a couple of times, but that's not so much the, the norm as much as that inner knowing that really is the Holy Spirit speaking to you, especially if it aligns with the word. And we don't have a lot of time for that criteria, but if you know the voice of the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he will never contradict the word. That's why you can feel confident when the Holy Spirit is speaking and he will lead you, as we've said, into truth, closer to Jesus. But you said this, God speaks to all of us. She didn't, had not just learned, she just hadn't learned to recognize how he speaks and what his voice sounds like when he does. 
So why do we need to know that, that God still speaks today for someone? Becky maybe is saying, I don't think I've ever heard the verse voice of God, or maybe he just speaks to Becky, but he doesn't speak to me. How would you encourage them in this moment? You know, I think it's important to know that if you have been drawn into a relationship with God, you have heard the voice of the Lord. Yes. If you have a relationship with Jesus at all, it was the Holy spirit who prompted your heart and drew you to the father. And so whether you thought it was just your own idea to begin this relationship, or it was just a thought to, to say the prayer out loud where you just said, Lord, I want to make you king of my life, king of my heart, come in and, and change me. I confess my sins, whether you, whether you thought that was you or not, it was the Holy spirit speaking and drawing and convicting of sin and, and bringing you closer to the father. And so anytime that you have been drawn toward God. It is the Holy spirit who has been drawing you toward God, whether you recognized it as a voice or not a voice. So, you know, I think briefly here, we often equate audible sound or even just like a spiritual hearing, like my spiritual ears have to hear, but there is an impression in the heart. There is a knowing God uses our own thoughts where we spend so much of our time. We have the mind of Christ and the Holy spirit knows the thoughts of God. And, you know, he'll speak to us through our own minds, which is so cool. I think the, I think the most relatable thing that I can say is, you know, moms who go, I just knew, like, I just knew I needed to check on the kids or Mm -hmm. I just knew I needed to bring the extra diaper, or I just knew I needed X, Y, or Z, you know, you have limited human knowledge and anything that you know, beyond what you know, is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Yeah. And so um, the more you sort of tune into that, what else are you saying? What other ideas do you have for me? Mm. Um, I feel like that is really where good clarity comes looking back on those moments of just knowing or what felt like intuition and going, God, if that was your voice, what other times? And now what are you saying now really helps bring a lot of clarity into what he is saying currently. That's so good. I I love the way that you just break down these really complicated theological, you know, discussions and you just make it so like relatable. I feel like there's, you know, entire encyclopedias written about the Holy spirit and let, and yet you have made him so accessible in this book, God, so close, even not only in the title, but that really is the way that you're describing him. And, and I was just even drawn in deeper to Holy spirit. Thank you so much for your presence in our lives. And so just inviting him in Holy spirit, would you speak to me? Would you order my day? And if you are a mom, you're part of a community or you want to join it, what a wonderful way to even coach your kids. And you, you give some examples of that. We don't have time to go into them, but to just also help them to know. And that's what I say sometimes to some family members. I don't think I hear from God. I did exactly kind of what you just said and said, that is the voice of the Holy spirit speaking to you know that God is speaking to you. And so beginning to recognize that is exciting in our children's lives too, to know that they can hear from God. They can be led by the Holy spirit because the world is so loud. You know, the, the, the narrative of the world is so loud. We talk on the podcast about grounding our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. And so one of the ways to counter the narrative of the world is to know clearly what the voice of the Lord sounds like the voice of the Holy spirit His leading his guidance. And when you feel confident in that, you can also then encourage your children. So get God so close. It's, I, we don't have time to, I really wanted to explore this last question, but we just are out of time, but she shares something so insightful. And that is to challenge us to think about whether or not we're pursuing information about God 
or intimacy with God. And that's really what this book is. It's, it's drawing us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. So Becky's going to pray for us in just a few moments, but Becky, how can people get a copy of your book? We've already shared how they can get, um, connected with your devotional group on Facebook or Instagram, but not only God so close, but your other resources, where would you like for them to go to find you and also to purchase your resources? Sure. We'll, we made it really simple. So my name is Becky Thompson. And if you go to beckythompson.com, it'll take you to all of the links, books, website or books and social and all of the newest resources that we have there. So just beckythompson.com. All the things. And I will put that in the show notes as well. And if you've listened for any time, you know, I love to close my uh, Wednesday episodes with this question, which is other than Jesus, Becky, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? And now we can all say that the Holy Spirit counts as a person, but I don't know (laughs) if we should let him count in this answer, but that did challenge my thinking as I was reading that question, but maybe someone you can't wait to meet in heaven or a question that you really wanted to ask. Who's that person for you? I was crossing my fingers with the Holy Spirit. With you, know? <laughs> you can use um, you can say it. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Um, you know, Peter, I think Peter mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, Peter who changed his whole life to follow Jesus, Peter who changed his whole life without, you know, an explanation of what was going to come um, next, except that the next step was he would be with Jesus, yeah. uh, who was a fisherman by trade and said, I'll leave it all behind. I'll leave my own expectations behind. Um, I think there was this expectation for Jewish men that if the savior came and he called him, that that would be something that they would want to follow and do. And so as a, as a woman who's been raised in a home, I feel like if the Lord has stood in front of me and said, follow me, follow me. And I will, I will be the one that makes your life matter. Um, I'm all in, I'm all in. So with him is my example of trusting God on crazy waters, going, you know, diving deep to get to Jesus, diving out of boats, you know, and, yeah. and swimming to shore and all of these moments in scripture. When I think about Peter and his reckless abandon to what he thought was going to be mm-hmm. and what Jesus, you know, exchanged for something so much better. This is, this is what I want for my life. This is the way I think God will make my life matter. So Mm, Peter, love it. I love it. I love it. He's a wonderful example of so many things and, and just your encouragement to us to, to feel comfortable stepping out of our comfort zone. And even in Peter's example, stepping out of that boat drew him closer to Jesus. So if you, if you'll just take a step today, guys, whatever that step looks like for you, if you're listening, maybe it's, you know, I need this devotional mom community. I need, I'm struggling. I'm up at night. I'm, I don't, I don't know if I'm raising my children in the way the Lord would want me to. I mean, I'm tired. I'm weary, whatever you may be feeling or facing as a mom or a dad, I want to encourage you to be a part of her community. You're, you're going to be blessed and encouraged by other believers. You are not alone. We also are not alone in our questions about the Holy spirit. So whether you feel like you've known him your whole life, or maybe you're being introduced to him for the first time today, you can trust him. And this book, God so close will guide you. He is our ultimate guide. And this book is a guide to knowing our guide more. So Becky, I want to thank you for our voice and our generation. I want to thank you for the reckless abandon with which you are serving the Lord. And we are the beneficiary of your obedience. And I just, my heart leapt as I read this book, because I, I get sad sometimes Becky to think of how many people, men and women have not experienced a relationship with the Holy spirit in the way that God offers. And they're truly missing out on such 
big components of their faith. And so we want to encourage you know all that he is and know all that he offers and how he wants to not only work in your life, but work through your life before Becky prays. I just want to read today's truth that matters. And it's from Galatians 5, 22 through 26, which actually talks about the fruit of the spirit, which is the evidence of the Holy spirit's work in your life. We didn't get to dive into this today, but I wanted to end with the scripture but the fruit of the spirit in Galatians, he's referring there to the fruit of the, the fruit of the flesh. He's just finished outlining that, which is easy for us to walk in the fruit of the flesh because it comes naturally to us to live in the flesh. But he says the fruit of the spirit in your life is going to produce love and joy and peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And Becky has already shared about this earlier. So since we live by the spirit, if you've said yes to Jesus, you're invited to live by the spirit. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. So Becky, thank you so much. Thank you for your, just your willingness to give God your yes and to really represent the Holy Spirit so beautifully in this conversation, God's so close. And I just want to invite you to pray for our listeners today, especially anyone maybe who has not experienced the kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit that you're describing, that this would be the invitation that they've been longing for. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, let's just go to the Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. And we thank you for the gift of your Son who restored a relationship back to you, Father, but also for the gift of your Spirit who helps us know you day by day. So for those listening right now who have not begun a deeper walk, who who feel like they're in the shallow end looking out and going, I just... I want to know more. I just don't know how to get there, God. I I want to experience you. I want to be overwhelmed by you. I want to swim in the ocean of your presence, God. Lord, I thank you that you walk with us to deeper waters. You lead us to deeper waters. You are the one that calls us. Lord, just as you called Peter and you said, push out into the deep. Lord, you're calling us out further into the deep the deep understanding of who you are. Lord, you are infinite God, which means that we can spend our whole lives getting to know you and still have more to learn. Lord, you reveal yourself in the word. We trust what Jesus says. And so today we give you our yes. Speak directly to our hearts, God, as you already have. Clarify your voice. Bring a peace and assurance to the presence of God moving in us and through us. Help us know your Holy Spirit in ways we have only experienced in part. And Lord, we thank you that it's for your glory that we live our lives in accordance to your word, that we know you at all, God, that you make yourself known to us at all. Lord, I thank you that you are the one that began this relationship with us. And so we turn our hearts toward you this day and we say, we want to know you in every way. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at angeladenadiovov, and Instagram at angeladenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.